Hi, I'm Heath Tree, and you're listening to the Cashers Corner Podcast. Welcome back to the Cashers Corner Podcast. We're your hosts, Zor. Reverend Slippery. And this month we have two special guests. We have Heath Tree. Hi, how you doing? And we also have Evil C. I'd like to debate the word special on my introduction. <laughs> You're special, all right. <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, so we're going to have two special guests this, uh, this month, and we're going to finish off our year with a year-up roundup on caching in uh, 2011. I was going to say 2012, but we haven't got that far yet. Um, so in news stories, not much in the world of news as far as geocaching is concerned. Uh, the first note I had was, it was kind of all over the forums about a German geocacher who was actually killed while out caching. Uh, he was trying to find GC37G4T, that'll be in the show notes if you want to read it. Uh, the whole thing's in German, so you might want to get Google Translate. I tried Google Translate, and it was a mess. Was it? <laughs> yeah. um, you get enough of the gist of what happened, though. Yeah, I, I didn't get a lot. I did, I, so along the, near a bridge, near the edge of a river, and there's a steep bank, and there's a ladder that you have to climb to get to it. It sounds like it was in the undercarriage of the bridge. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. And he was looking at his unit and not looking at his, at his feet. And slipped oh, and fell. Man, guy was young. He was only twenty-one. Oh wow! Oh, he had five thousand finds. Really? So an experienced cashier. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a big there's a big thread going on on the on the ground speed forum about the fact that there's a chairs on over there. If you want to go use the loo? Get that on tape. Yeah. So it was it was a big big thread about the fact that he had been killed and what does this mean and that kind of stuff. And I think the general consensus seemed to be that you know. Despite the fact of the accident, the cash listing kind of states that I mean it wasn't apparently listed as being too high in the difficulty or terrain, but all the the warning signs and stuff are there, I guess. So, yeah, um, there was a, quite a bit of discussion about should any changes be made to the website to allow people who've been out there before to say to make any notes on your individual hide listing to say you know future cashers beware, yeah, this is a bit more dangerous, and then. Uh, a lot of people are saying, well, that just opens a can of worms. If anybody can make comments in the actual cache listing and not in the yeah. logs. But then you have the logs. That's what the logs are for. And you, sh- you should, you know. I well, don't read everybody's logs until after I get back, usually, and I found the cache. Yeah. Well, it depends on the cache, too. If you were going for a very specific cache, maybe you'd be looking at logs and stuff. But, yeah. but it sounds like the cache description, pretty. I mean, it was in German. I couldn't read it. but <laughs> There's a picture. On one of the logs, I looked at it. Okay. And it looked just like a normal bridge over a little brook, river, stream, and not very big. Okay. And it had like a rock wall that looked about 10 feet drop along the side. Okay. There was a walkway along by the riverfront. So I'm not, it, it didn't there's, look overly dangerous. back there if you want to share, dude. Because you know what, know what came to mind as soon as you said it was like on the undercarriage? I thought of what, uh, a vertigo, the cash you were talking about. The one in Bathurst. Yeah. yeah. That's a long drop. Uh, how far is the drop of Bathurst? It's over the Restigouche River. <laughs> you have to go under the bridge and walk out on the service pedway. The, the service what bridge is that? I don't know. It goes over the Restigouche River just this side of Bathurst. <laughs> is that St. Peter's Avenue, Bathurst? I don't know. I'm going to look it up because I used to live up there. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's it's a bridge. It's a main highway. It goes across and heads yeah. towards, like, if you're going to uh, Caraquet that way. Yeah, because we yeah. were on the other side when we went yes. this year. We were on the other side. And you go right out onto one of the big pilings, and you have to get off and go out in the cement and under the bridge. <laughs> it sounds like it's quite a big drop, too, that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's at least, what, 150, 200 feet oh, down the water? Oh, easily, yeah. Well, I got all antsy when I was picking the one at the culvert by Jones Lake. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a drop, and if... The gate is locked. I'm not even going to go there. I've gone there before. <laughs> I broke the lock off. I'm sorry. But I put the lock back on and it still works. Well, there you go. I guess I just opened it with a rock instead of a key. Yeah. I mean, if you look at dangerous caches, there's you know the pole cache out. Uh, oh, exactly. Pole vault. That is yeah. a very good warning on it. Oh, no, you're, only, you're only 20 feet up in the air. But Paul is very good at saying, you know, most people will not get this cache. Do not do this cache unless you are prepared to do it. It's at the top of a telephone pole. It's a 35 millimeter canister. 
On the, the top of a foam pole? On the top of a foam pole. A regularly geared one with the steps halfway up? No, there's no steps on it. Oh. Because <laughs> I can do the ones with the steps. <laughs> the steps would make it easy, wouldn't But this one, yeah. You'd if you have a tall ladder, an extension ladder, you could do it. They'd just spin on the ladder and with hikes. Yeah. Spikes, sorry. You go on that cash list and you'll see people have spiked pole. their way up to the Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I use my uh, spider web. See, now, <laughs> he, here's something I've been more wondering about, right? Because my wife keeps pestering me. We're going to hide a cat somewhere. We're going to hide a cat. So... I understand the rules and regulations as I've read them at geocaching.com. There is nobody that's going to be able to tell me that that one on top of that telephone pole is legal and clear in any way, shape, or form, because it's private land owned by the NBTEL. Well, the pole is private property. If it's on top of the pole, dude. Yeah, I know. The pole is. I don't know <laughs> if the land is, because they just... They have an easement. They don't own the land, but they have an easement. Well, no, no, they, they put the pole on it. Right, right. They have an easement. But it, it, would be the thing, it would be no so, different. It's no different than putting a, a putting a poster on a poster on a telephone pole or something on a guardrail. The DOT owns a guardrail. Ah, guardrail. DOT, government owned. NBTEL and NB Power are not government owned. They're privatized corporations. It's still the same thing. It, I, 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 to a certain degree, it is. You, I. That's a whole other debatable conversation. Let's kind of table that. If if we have time, yeah. we can kind of talk about some of the uh, the legalities about whether private versus proper that kind of thing. Because um, the only thing I will notice when you talk, I will say is if you look on geocaching uh, up on Google, there's a term they use, and it doesn't really necessarily apply to a poll, but the term they say uh, the frisbee rule. Have you guys ever heard of the frisbee rule in geocaching? Anywhere you can play frisbee. You can hide a cache. So there, hide your cache right here. I just threw you a frisbee. So if, if okay, it's okay, yeah. you know, if you go into a parking lot and play frisbee in the parking lot, yeah, yeah. it would be fine. So with a pole, I mean, a pole could be anywhere. So you know, you could you could make the argument that yes, it's a private pole, but it's in a public area. It's so again, what I came to at the end of the thought was just okay. Here's yet another gray area where so many different people play this game yeah. and can exist. Yes, yes, exactly. right. There, there are the notable few that I'm sure <laughs> new people know, and I assume I'm going to run into. But even those people that I know coming into the game aren't necessarily, I don't know, as wacky as they should be or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Even those people are honorable, honorable in this space to some degree. So some degree, yeah. So. Uh, second piece of news, which uh, hopefully will, you will actually be able to see uh, in coming January, is Cash Up New Brunswick has become an official GroundSpeak API partner. So anybody that's been going to Cash Up New Brunswick in the last week or so, you would have noticed the little random geocache widget that shows up above the Scribbles box. That is now officially linked to the geocaching.com database. So it actually pulls a brand new cache from their system every 15 minutes. Uh, it doesn't do it in real time just for there's technical reasons that I don't want to put you to sleep on. Um, Chris knows all about it. I'm sleeping now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, it'll pull a random cache every 15 minutes, and that's for within New Brunswick and the outskirts of the province. So you might see Maine, Quebec, Nova Scotia, PEI. Real solution. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that means that we are an official API partner, so we actually pull from their production database. And so hopefully in January... If you go to geocaching.com slash live, you're going to see our logo with a little blurb about us and how we are a partner. If you actually click on the Geocaching Live logo that you have there yep. now, it brings you to that page. Yes, it does. We're the not there, but GSAC and yeah. all of the ones that are there. Yeah, under web, because yeah. we, we would be considered a web application, yes. we'll, you'll yes. probably see an icon for the Because there's Android and iPhone yep. applications as well. Yeah. So basically, you know, we, we're partnered with them. We have, we're allowed to continue to use that application. And it sort of opens the door that if we have other ideas that we want to explore, uh, now we have direct access to their production system. As long as we don't abuse that ability, we can we can kind of play with other things that we can create for our, our readers and our listeners. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I think 2012 we might be able to leverage that to do some pretty cool stuff. The last uh, piece of news I have, unless uh, anybody else has anything, is uh, come out and play the uh, contest that's been put on by Milo's Heart in Fredericton. That is... Uh, they broke 100 players, so 100 players have registered for the Come Out and Play contest. Uh, Gwen sent me some notes, so she, I'll, I'll read them off what she said here. Uh, we now have 100 players registered. Uh, last year we had 48, so it's, it's definitely uh, far beyond what we had last year. Of those 100 players so far, 75 have submitted at least one claim. I think I've done three or four myself. six or seven. <coughs> the easy um, ones. They've approved 567 claims as of December 25th. 
So 567 individual claims through these players have been processed. And keep in mind, it's just Gwen and Terry. They're the ones that get all the email. They get all. They're every, doing all this by email. Every time someone goes on that form and hits submit, it's an email that goes to them. And an email that goes to trigger the Twitter piece that we get. They've got so, more free time than I do. So they're they're processing these all by email. They have the spreadsheet that you can download to track your scores is very similar. They have one that's very much the same. So they but they basically look at the claim, they look up the code of the find, they verify whatever the person is claiming, did they find it, did they hide it, did they whatever. They do that all manually. It, they it have really to, has to be done manually. There's that, no way that to process. automate that you, you, I mean, you, you yeah, could, There's no way to automate it, but you can certainly have a list of things to check at the end of the automation, right? Where you've got a list of 100 things that just happened, and you could go through and at least eyeball them without yeah. having to manually look everything up. But, uh, so they're still doing that. The 44 tasks have, all of the tasks have had at least one claim approved, which is cool. The most claimed tasks are for number 38, county lines, with 31 approved, and number 9, four quarters, with 29. The least claimed tasks are for the lighthouse cash, lighthouse cash, with just one, and Gilligan's Island cash, and 30, show your true colors, both with two each. Uh, hides have not been tracked the same way, but they're pretty sure that about 70 at least have been done thus far, uh, which is way better because the contest we had last year had no hiding in it. There was no hiding in the contest last year, which was a big uh, bone of contention for some of the people that played, which I suspect is why we have more than double players this year. Uh, the Bye Bye Winter Bash in Fredericton, they're going to do it at Killarney Lodge. So April 28th from 5 till 8. They're going to announce the winners and award the prizes, so I would expect that <coughs> in mid-February that'll probably get published. So keep I hope your I don't up. win because I won't be there. No? It's my annual fishing trip with my dad. Ah, well, there you Sorry, go. Sorry, Dad Trump's <laughs> So uh, you can also expect, usually when they do the Bye Bye uh, Bash um, in Fredericton, they usually have a breakfast, sometimes a lunch, a flash mob, a cedo. They do a lot of stuff that same day. So expect that to be kind of like event day that we usually see in... Well, we have that flash mob event day that happens here. So that'll be their spring cleanup. Yeah, this, everything will happen that day. Uh, so, kind of looking forward to it. Should be uh, should be nice to see. And uh, that's all she's that's all she has. So as far as uh, come out and play, I think it's going very well. I'm not participating as much as I'd like to. It's just been time. Um, I've got stacks of containers. I got a big box full of geocaching crap for Christmas. So I want to go. A couple made that I'm putting out for, for the. Contest. Yeah, you had said that you had. I, I thought it. Uh, yeah, you got a large. I got a large. You got a large made. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I'm still, I'm still pondering. I have a couple of spots there. I could hide a whole bunch of caches, but I don't know. Just finding the time to go out and do. Them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, cool. It's very good. Very good on the on the, the come out and play. Uh, recent events and caches. So, just uh, some new caches that I saw hidden out. Just I'll mention some names. Pick and bubbles, which I think they're relatively new. I haven't seen the name. Five six hundred finds in area. Yeah. 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 Uh Freedom Five, Ranger One Seventy, Moon Girl, Geodimeter, and Lu- Lucy Etchy, a Coquette ninety nine from Is that Moon Girl, Moon Girl, do we know? No, Lucy different Moon Girl. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lucy Lucy just be funny. It's French. We'll get more yeah. pronounced before. Yeah, Lucy Chi, um, they were up well actually up near where he is now. They're yes. way up north. They put out a whole bunch. I saw a whole slew of caches up north and like I don't need one finding them. Has he? An <laughs> Inkerman Ferry. Yes. Inkerman. Inkerman. Up on the MB Trail stuff, they have great scooter trails. MB yeah. Trails up there. So a whole lot of caches went out there. So those are some ones to, to keep an eye out for. The only real events that have been going on, um, the regular breakfast, and there was a mingle event I saw, and Jim did a Christmas tree flash mob, which I went to. Chris, you were there. Yeah, right? yeah. I've seen the tree when I was going to Chris's house. I drove by it. <coughs> we, when we were on our way home today, actually, we drove by the tree, and the decorations have been, they've come down just as he said he would. They're, oh, they're yeah. Gone. Just as he promised, right? Yeah, I, I had a good laugh, because it's, it's the flash mob event, quote-unquote, that wasn't a flash mob at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody showed up and hung out. <laughs> when I was telling my friend, uh, one, of, one of my non-geocaching and non-computer-oriented friends that I was going to a flash mob, she told me it was very 2009, <laughs> and I was a nerd and I should have fun decorating trees. <laughs> but no, I thought it was fun. There was a lot yeah. of cool people there, whatever. Yeah. It was Miles a, and laughs. It was a big crowd. I was I was actually surprised, because that day I was, I was out Christmas shopping, and I had remembered that... I don't remember what it was, but my phone didn't beep, but for some reason I went to check my phone. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, we got a, 
was an event today, so I ended up going from Costco up to up yeah. to the perm. Actually, I thought it was a gym near Jim's house, so I drove to it's Jim's place, to Jim's and I'm like, really. it's not here, so I dialed it up on the phone. I'm like, ah, okay, it's by the trail. So then I drove up yeah. the street there. So yeah, I was I worked all day, and I'd go back out at midnight, so I was sleeping. <laughs> well, that's a good. I know we talked about going to a burger joint afterwards, so since I missed the event, I decided to have a hamburger that night. Anyway. Oh, did well, you? There you go. That's uh, fair. So thanks, Jim. I appreciate that. Ah, cool, cool. <laughs> I, I brought the young fellows over since it was like literally less than two blocks from my house. And uh, we come over and help to decorate the tree. We just were home afterwards, of course, because the young fellows at seven fifteen, seven thirty at night, there you don't want to have them up that late. So. Yeah, true. but it was fun. Jeez, there's a lot of people there. There were so many people that it took me. I don't know. I had, I had shaken your hand. I was on the way out before I even saw that Misha was there. And I mean, I've known Misha since <laughs> like grade six. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was. I was really impressed. That was a it was kind of unique, not not one I'd seen done before, at least not around here. But it was a, it was a neat idea. There's trees decorated in the Dobson Trail. There's three or four of them that people have brought decorations out. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Somebody cleans it up in the spring. Oh. On my section of the trail that I'm responsible for. So if nobody else does, I guess it will be me. <laughs> there was uh, there was certainly something by the fire pit. Yeah, on your there's, section there's, there's a, I walked about three kilometers of it the other day, and it was. Uh, at least three trees decorated. Well, the one that we had decorated on Hayward Pinnacle for our Christmas tree shop, we took the decorations yes, down with us yes. when we left. We didn't <laughs> figure anybody would be up there anytime soon. So. Cool. cool. You talking about decorated trees just reminds me that the trees on the island in Centennial Park are decorated, and this leads me into sort of winter caching. <laughs> and I think Jacob's Bridge might be accessible again pretty soon, which is where I go here in the mountain yes, area. Yes, it is. It's actually. easier to get to now. So oh, is that the one where Buddy broke his ankle? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's also the one with this. This guy, this guy here through the lake. He I, went swam, I swam through goose poop to get to that. <laughs> no, you up your knees. Or... Oh. Yeah, there's he, a picture. He the wrote the, the, it's you're... the only cache I've ever got that needed a tetanus shot. He, the last, I think, not VB Pad, uh, Denis Land and VB Pad did it, uh, but they used the emulator to get through to the end. Um, but you you and Polly were the last, I think, real people to find it. So if you go on Jake, the Jacob's, Br- uh, Jacob's Bridge listing, and look up the logs. You'll see uh, Polly's got a photo of him knee deep in duck crap. Oh yeah, and there was there was no. <laughs> I didn't have any chest waders or anything. I, I swam to that <laughs> island and it was vile. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, he had a brand new car too. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, it's just what the demo from work? He's a, a demo from work. He's a car salesman. He works for Honda. Yeah, Promoted Honda, and uh, he he took the plastic uh, mats that were on the floor and put them on the seat because he didn't want me sitting on the on the leather. But see, that's. That's a cache I really like, and I will not... I, I actually was... It's funny you bring that up, because I was just the other day thinking about archiving it, because um, it hasn't been found in a year, but I put a lot of work into that one, and it's very unique, but the fact you can't use... There's oh, no bridge in it. Found it hasn't been bridge. found in a year. Somebody could get that in the contest. Then. Oh, there, there you go. go. There you go. Yeah. That's when... Uh, like, one of the, one of the things in the contest is find a cache that hasn't been found in the last year. Oh, so well, way, it's not right. like that's going to be frozen around there or anything anytime soon. No, I, and the thing is, the, the interesting thing, though, is the final's not on the island. See, because you start at Jones Lake. Okay. You know anything about where it goes? I about that A little much. bit. Okay, so, little sidebar here, just yeah. to kind of get you up to speed. Because I'm an idiot! <clears throat> so, Zork? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so imagine Zork in the world of today, yeah. except the game is location-based. So it, when you actually move in the real world, it tells you, oh, well, now you need to go here. Oh, good That's God. what where it goes are. You load a cartridge onto your GPS, which I think the 450 will take. Yeah, it does. So what uh, Jacob's Bridge is, it's uh, X-Files meets Lost. Okay, so yeah. you are, you're Mulder and Scully trying to find out why a sheriff went missing. Yeah, I, I didn't read this much, right? Okay, so you start at Jones Lake, and you go, and you walk around, and you do a whole bunch of things there, and then it'll lead you to go somewhere else, which, then you learn about these footprints that you follow that everybody always curses about, and you do all the footprints, you eventually end up to the island, which is the where I borrowed it from Lost, uh-huh. and the island is in Centennial Park, so you can't finish the where I go till you get to the island to talk to Jacob. Okay. And when you yeah. talk to Jacob, he opens a portal, and you can leave the island, and then it leads you to where the cache is. Because the, the final for the cache is actually back at Jones Lake. Okay. So if you know where it is, I mean, even getting to it is not the easiest either. Especially with snow on the ground. <laughs> Especially with snow on the ground. It's not a winter-friendly cache. Um, but yeah, so it's it's way on the other, on the other you're in Centennial Park, and just basically well, the, drive. There's on. the irony there, because if... The final's not winter-friendly, but the only way to do the cash now seems to be in the winter, because <laughs> you need the pond to be frozen to get to the island. I, I have a completely different point of view on the phrase winter-friendly than anybody else does. <laughs> I don't mind moving snow out of the way. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, yes, that's uh, that's sort of the story with uh, with where it goes. That, that sounds like fun. Um, 
All right, so 2011 in review, guys. So uh, I have some things I listed of just of, of stuff that happened. How? Uh, let's just start with before getting into any of these. Um, how are your caching years? We'll start with let's let's start with uh, Evil C here since he's the new guy into the game. How's uh, how's 2011 treated you as far as geocaching? Well, so far so good, I guess. Uh, it, it's been interesting. My son is crazy about it, and like when he finds one before mom or dad does, he literally loses his mind <laughs> and screeches for a while. Uh, his, his mom uh, just drove me crazy about it after we had gone on the hike with you guys on the Dobbs, and she wouldn't let go. So now I'm in it right <laughs> the teeth. Um, I, I I find that pretty much everybody I've met in the group around here is really nice, really pleasant. Everybody's friendly. There's the odd occasion that we, I mean, everybody's going to run across some, some, some oddness here and there, but uh, the, the only thing that I find that, that really stands out so far is why is it that nobody has waterproof containers? Every once in a while you'll find these really nice lockdown things and everything's dry inside, but that's like a third of the time. <laughs> Depends on where you buy right. your container. I've got the same complaint as you, as well as with logs that are inside of containers, not in plastic bags. Well, frozen yeah, I, I mean... Frozen solid. I had to chip my initials into it. <laughs> there's, there's a perfect solution to that, and it's a Sharpie pen. They will literally write on anything. They will write on water, and it will leave a trace, and you can't rub it off. So that's the great solution to the problem there, except when someone goes to read that later, the paper is just going to be Yeah, right? but they, the... The waterproof, I mean, that'll always exist because of the region we're in. Other parts of the other parts of the world that cash, like if you're in California, Nevada, well, yeah. it's all all. It's gonna rain twice. But yeah. as far as uh, waterproofing, I mean, even baggies don't work because they tend to rip. Baggies Especially rip. the pencils inside; they poke through. Yeah, yeah. People fold them up; they fold. The zip doesn't work anymore yeah. on them. So, yeah. Uh, you found any ammo cans? Yeah, uh, other than the one that I was looking for that you put in there that I don't believe exists. <laughs> the, uh, I had found a couple of those, and those are gorgeous. So, you, you take the top off that, and it's this dry area. That's right? that's the beauty. I mean, the, the thing with ammo cans, and everybody always says the same thing: waterproof forever. You know, yeah. like I have, I have at least a dozen of them out in Stony Creek on a series out there, and they're all the the fifty cal ammo cans. And I mean, I will never do maintenance out there because I unless the one goes missing. I don't need to ever worry because they're they're waterproof. So. Yeah, and those uh, the Rubbermaid containers that have the four sides that snap down. Yeah, I run across a few of those in like snowbanks, <laughs> and there's not a drop of water. It's a, those are those are the lock and locks. The lock yeah, the lock and lock. lock and yeah. A proper lock and lock. Yeah, those are lock and lock. Even yeah. even that's an upgrade from an awful lot of the yeah. ones yeah. I've yeah, seen. The, the, the Ziploc resealable containers don't cut it. No, and somehow one of the ones I was at today, I think it was over by McNaughton. It was, uh, I don't get this, because I smoked forever, and those plastic containers, it was a tobacco can, a plastic those one. Those are very popular, and very. they tend to last, but... But the guts of this one, man, it was just, it was dripping wet. It was probably an Energizer Bunny cash, and it had been there for a long <laughs> time. You know, how did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know things. And how did I remember that? Um, but yeah, uh, I, it, it's fun regardless, and everything's cool. Am I supposed to fix that? No. Does no. anybody complain no. if I if, do? If, if, the thing is, you're prolonging sometimes a problem. The, the the idea it's an, it, it becomes a, entirely up to the cacher, and you will you'll find your own spot. If I found a cache that was, you know, the the like I just did one for Cable Guy the other day. Found a cache of the log. The log sheet was completely. There's no way to use it. Yeah. So I went back to my car. I didn't even have a log sheet. I found a sheet of paper in my car. Tore it off. Folded it up and stuffed it back. Fine, he's got a new log sheet. I put a note on the cache that said, you may want to check the tape, because it was the one that where the log is... Like right, I remember tape. reading your log. So, so that one, that, that's a little different. But other people, they always carry bags, they carry cache logs, carry pencils, carry whatever, and you can do whatever maintenance, but Nemo's a great guy to talk to about cache maintenance, because he, he's sort of a guy that will... That doesn't hold anything back. If the cache is garbage, if it's completely destroyed and garbage, take it out. It, because it's trash. It is. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the thing is, is that depending on the owner of the cache, that's a big no no. Around here, most cache owners will probably be thankful, but in other places or certain individuals, I won't say more than that. Yeah. Certain individuals would get very mad because it's technically not your property. It doesn't belong no, to no, you. I stole my I, I, I understand that entirely and people have their own little weird traffic about <laughs> what a container in the woods is and who's allowed to find all that. I, that's great. Um, the, the, the thing I'm most concerned with is, okay, let's say I find your cache in the woods. Now, I know you're active in this yes. game. So if I thought to myself for like an eighth of a second, I'd think, hey, this is a wet log file. <laughs> 
geez, Matt would like that to not be a wet spot. <laughs> you know, so let's just clean that. Do I send you a picture of it? No. What do I do? I don't care. You don't care? M- most? I don't, you guys can chime in on this, but I if would think... If it's mush and garbage that the owner can't use, they don't want it. Yeah. Right. If it, but if it's still kind of, sort of, legible, if, almost... If you can leave, put a new one and leave the old one there, if the owner wants to come and take it out, he can. Sure. Yeah, okay. okay. I would. But I, if it's mush, it's just going to create more mush and ruin the other stuff. That, if, that's true. If yeah. I find a log that is useless... And I have replacements. I tend to take the log out and put a brand new one in, and I toss yep. the other one. And I say in my log when I okay. log it, I say found the found the log. The log was mush. It was garbage, illegible. I put a brand new one in. It's replaced. You're good to go. And I toss the old one. Okay. And if if they have an issue, they can take it to me. But mo- like, if 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 I did that on a cache and I knew the owner wasn't too keen on it. I probably wouldn't say I tossed it. I would probably just say I replaced it. Yeah. But or I might just email the owner and say, "Hey, this is okay, what I did. Okay. Are you okay with that?" You know, you, you kind of have to. Once you learn your area and you know the people that you're finding caches from, it becomes much easier. If I'm on the road, like when I cache in Tampa yeah, or somewhere else, like, thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do very much. I, if I saw something destroyed, I'd replace it maybe. But tend to tread a little bit This kind of leads me into something that I had taken a note for myself. There's a cashier in the Cornerbrook area, Newfoundland. Um, it was brought up, somebody mentioned it on the ACGA. And he's being very nasty to people. He's got 70-some hides and like 19 have yet to be found. Very difficult puzzles, very difficult hides. Uh, people are giving up a lot of DNFs. And he got mad, all in catalogs, a big paragraph saying, yes, I'm mad this is in catalogs. Stop saying that this cash isn't there just because you can't find it. I'm sick and tired of you crappy cat. Oh, he really tears people a new one. And it's, it's bad. And I would, if I saw that and somebody commented that they ignore his caches and a lot of people are starting to ignore him completely over there. And because he's just being nasty <coughs> to everybody and he's saying it. I, why play the game if that's the way yeah, you want to play? Yeah, exactly. yeah. If, if, if you're just going to be your commercial, so if anybody's play your own game. His name is Zircon215. <laughs> Zircon 215. Yeah. It's in the ACGA. Who, who was that? Who, who was Zircon that? Zircon 215. Do, do you know his street address? But, <laughs> and maybe he has a point. I don't know. But a lot of, I've read that people over there are just ignoring him now. And they're all premium member caches. See, that's... But anyway, to uh, that's, another that's, that's, that's another discussion. That's a cache where, if there was a problem, I'm certainly not going to fix it. Because yeah. what is he going to say to me? Yeah, yeah. So. See, I just want to make sure that when we're traveling around as a family, playing the game and, and, and enjoying <clears throat> the hides that yeah. everybody's put so much effort into, you know, whether or not it's, it's, it's a puzzle or whether it's some kind of fancy hide or whether it's just a prank and grab. I want to make sure that I leave it better than I found it. Yeah. It just seems like a proper thing to do, yeah. considering it's all, everybody's effort and time is all around. Yeah, right. Fantastic wizard. I was just like, please rehide better than you found it. I'm thinking, well, you should have hit it right in the first place. <laughs> See, but, that, but that's what she's saying is just make sure it's well hidden. They're just assuming that the person that came before you Put it isn't quite spot. so respectful. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> On a, and another side note, I got a. I was talking to Fantastic Wizard, and her and Energizer Bunny are pretty much out of the game. She told me this straight from her. They're pretty much out of the game. If you find one of their caches that are needs maintenance, isn't working, is garbage. They would prefer you to remove it and let them know. Okay. And then we'll get our time. What's the other name? Hey, there you go. There we go again. Yep. Yeah, every single time. <laughs> it's yeah. an ongoing joke. His phone will ring every podcast. Well, I get, I'll get an email. <laughs> anyway, well, they haven't cashed in a while. Okay. They had a lot of great cashes. You know, a hundred or so each. Good yeah, I've seen a lot of the Energizer Bunny names. Yeah. Do, sure. do you know who Energizer Bunny is? See, this is the fun part. Yes, you do, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me make a note. Just, I don't just, know who it is either. I'm curious now. See, I've lived here pretty much my whole life, so running across I, the I graduated with here. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> um, you know that name? No. We graduated together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> with Misha, of course. And uh, yeah. 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 And uh, anyway, what they're saying is they're pretty much out of the game, so they have no issue with somebody helping them out because yeah. they're not going to do it. Okay. Well, the other the other side of this is I was up on top of Haber's Pinnacle this fall. And there's a cache on the summit there. I, I found it several times. Two. And it was gone. Nope. No, when he, he's saying when he went. Well, it I was went. moved. Somebody had put it in the wrong spot. There, there's now two containers where there's... Because uh, I actually... Was there a large... I know. I, I read replaced your log. the whole container because I didn't want Jim to have to hike up to the... Yeah. I, I read your log the day before I went up. Then when I'm up there, I'm looking at these two cans and it's not <laughs> registering in the head. <laughs> one of them is still clear. Like yeah, there's there's yeah, a clear peanut butter can there and there's the one you put. 
And when I come down and I'm rereading the logs, I'm like, that's what happened. <laughs> and I asked, I think it, it might have been you the night at McDonald's, I might have asked you what to do. When I went up to find that cache, I walked up to Pinnacle and there was a group of kids up there, and they had it out, they were looking at it, and they weren't geocachers. And they were very <laughs> up, that it was muffles, and they didn't know what it was. And that's what I'm here for, it's a geocache. I explained to them, and I said, where did you find it? They said, well, it was just over there. Yeah, it's so, right there. So I just sort of went and put it <laughs> near where my GPS said it was ground zero in a tree. Okay. Well, but that was three years ago when I found it. The, the, it's been found many times since. A, according to the location where it's supposed to be is exactly where I found both containers yeah. this time. Yeah. Like, dead on. Do you think it's the first time? I guess that's my bad. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> no, 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 Jim doesn't mind. He appreciates it. Yeah. I took out one of his caches at the 58-kilometer mark, Dobson Trail. It's like the third one in or second one in. Nemo and I found it. It was soaking wet. It was cracked. I said, no, it's Jim. Take it out. He doesn't want that in there. Yeah. He, I fired off an True. email. He said, thanks, great. And he archived it. That's what Jim wants. Yep. He, doesn't want exactly. it. he doesn't want garbage out there. He wants... That just he seems doesn't sensible. Mind the help. Yeah. Oh, I want to mention something. You talked about seeing some kids. That, I thought this was great. I went to Fredericton a couple of weeks ago to renew my passport and did some caching at Odell Park while I was there. Oh, this was right spot. before Christmas. And there were probably 60 or 70 elementary school kids there geocaching. Oh, teachers, awesome. nice. teachers were teaching them about it. They hid new ones just for the day. Yeah. And they had uh, probably three or four... GPS units per... It was probably one every one unit every five or six kids. Okay. And they were teaching about it, and they were all excited to get their first to find, and they were <laughs> exchanging uh, trinkets out of the caches, and yeah, this nice. was their, one of their pre-Christmas activities, and oh. I was there with the Ninja Jedi, and we thought that was just great to see young kids yep. out doing it. Yeah. I've taken... I've hit some for the District 2 here in Moncton. I put out five for them in, in Irishtown Park, and uh, they went out... They have an actual, like, great big metal briefcase... With 15 uh, Garmin GPS 60 CSX. Okay. They have like 15 of them. So I help them all program them and get the, the caches in. And I use fake caches because I don't want them yeah. to find And when I went back to get them about two weeks later, there was only two of them left and a third one was busted. <laughs> so good thing I didn't use real caches yeah. that were there. We've done, we've done two rounds with the YMCA. Mm-hmm. We've done... Well, at least one. I've done two with the YMCA. Yeah, you, came, yeah, you yeah. came out with one at the Dobson. We did a group of 50 kids at the Dobson, and I did 50 kids at the Victoria Park. And we do fake things. Yeah, it's all fake caches, but just just they want to know about caching, and I'm supposed to do uh, the Beavers. One of the guys I work with asked me if I do a run with the Beavers group that he's in. He wants to show them about geocaching. Which Beaver group? I have no idea who it is. The, the guy's Dave Hackett. Do you know Dave Hackett? I don't know Dave Hackett. Yeah. Red-haired guy? Yeah, red-haired yeah, okay. guy. Yeah, he, yeah. Works at, he works at White Hills. So. We're both scout leaders. Yeah, I know you guys are both scout leaders. <laughs> I, I tell you, geocaching has revolutionized my experience as a scout leader. <laughs> because when we go out backpacking, it's not... We've got seven kilometers to go to the campsite. It's where's the next cache? 300 meters to the next cache. Or 600 meters to the next yeah. cache. And the kids mentally don't notice that they're traveling the distances anymore. Yeah, and well, at that point, we do, with the scouts, we do find real ones. Yeah. Especially way back yeah. in the woods. Well, because that, that's what you were talking about. You, We had that conversation. You were saying, you know, well, why why bother going? You know, yeah. what is the big deal? And I'm like, well, it <laughs> it makes it a little bit more... It's, it's the coolest thing. We have a, as a family, we've been hiking for a while now. And, and my oldest boy, who's three and a half, he really enjoys the hike. But after a couple kilometers of hiking, when we're in for like eight or nine that day, he's starting to complain already. But now that he has the GPS in his hand, man, he doesn't even know what he's looking at. Oh, did he in- inherit the HCX? Yes. <laughs> Just loves it. Good for him. Just loves it, right? So it, it's so much more entertaining for him now. I mean, the youngest one, who's about a year and a half, he travels in the backpack on me all the time. He just falls asleep. So we don't got to entertain him too much, but uh, the older boy, he really seems to enjoy this an awful lot. It gives him a reason to keep walking. Yeah. We, me and Bob, we go anyway. Yeah. Well, and then the other part of what I've done with my scout troop is we hide one every time we go to someplace new. And I've found uh, many. So you'll see uh, some of them in the Greater Moncton area, the Steve Memorial Scout. Oh, yeah, 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 his caching year. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how's your caching year, Vicky? That's, uh, you know, I, I really picked it up this year. I kind of let it go for a while. I had a really long uh, streak of not caching. Yeah. 183 days. <laughs> and uh, this summer, I was down in Fundy Park uh, with the Ninja Jedi and Leximazoo, and we were walking on the Caribou Plain Trail, and I said, there's a geocache under the boardwalk here. 
I didn't have a unit with me because I found it before. Okay. And I pulled it out and showed it to them, and they were just in awe of this. <laughs> they're both they're both geeks who love the outdoors. Which I think a lot of us are. And uh, I introduced them to it, and we went out a lot. We've been out a lot. Oh, okay, fall. cool. And then I heard about the 100 day challenge that Mom <laughs> put out. I only heard about it in September. Oh. Okay. I wish I'd heard about it earlier in the summer because let me tell you, there's some days this fall I really didn't want to go out. <laughs> But I decided I wanted to try and do this, um, which was tough because I had pneumonia for four weeks this fall, but I did it anyway. Oh, so wow. The only way I get out was to, to go and get my, my one daily cash. And I think part of what I've also done this fall is uh, really appreciated some of the quality hides out there. Yeah. I've tried to improve the quality of my own hides. Yeah. Instead of just putting the same old Tupperware container on that. Not. That culvert one's yours, isn't it? It is mine. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the wife almost those die today going to get it. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm over 100 days in a row now, and I'm going to keep going until Mother Nature says I can't. Yeah. Um, I've just about done everyone within the immediate greater Moncton area, but... What's your numbers right now? I've got uh, just over 500, I think, okay. about 550. That helps when you're... Yeah, that low of a no offense, that low of a number. That means there's more available for you. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, when absolutely. you've been caching, like I've been caching for years, so I've got this area cleaned out. Yeah, I'm pretty picked clean myself. <laughs> yeah, and I I used to travel quite a bit, and it helped me too because I've got some caches that are pretty far flung from here. Okay. That's where a lot of my hides came from. Was from other provinces. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you got one up in the Northwest Territories, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, you got one in Halifax too. I think I saw yesterday. I hid one in Halifax. Yeah. Yeah, in front of a, a very popular camping store that uh, I wasn't allowed to name in the cash list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can say it here. Yeah, I, I had to call the cash Green Peaks, which are featured pretty prominently in the logo of Mountain of Equipment Co-op. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, which is where the cash is. There used to be one right at the front door in a flower pot. Right. Well, <laughs> you open the door, there's like a big flower there, pot. There, there's one in front of the front door in a flower pot now. <laughs> That's where it used to be. Spoiler alert! A little delayed. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, cool. And how about yourself, Ken? This was my best year by far. Yeah. Um, my month of June beat two of my previous years just that one month. <laughs> and uh, my best year. Yeah. Uh, I my streak was 211 this year before I stopped. Wow. And I was I was really running out of caches, caches that I could get that weren't a twenty kilometer drive. That mm. Sometimes, right? Yeah. Because yeah. there still puzzles around that I just didn't want to do, and caches that I didn't want to get, and I've been ignoring for the longest time. Some of them I cleaned up, some of them I didn't. Yeah. But by far, two thousand eleven was my best year. Cash up and me really took off. Yes. Which which took up a lot of my time this year, yeah. not as much as yours. But, and not as much as it will Chris next year. Um, <laughs> That's all right, buddy. That's all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, great year. I did, I did a lot of good trips. Broke a lot of my personal records this year. Yeah, I did the same. I got out a lot with Paul Merrigan. I have to get that uh, <laughs> dig in for him. Uh, no, great year. Love it. Cool. Next wow. year's going to be not as good, but it'll be just as fun. Yeah, I think I'm thinking the same thing. I had my best my best streak well, I mean, I did my 180 my 180 days, but I did that. I went on six month mater- uh, parental leave when Megan was born. Yeah. So I did a cash every day. So I had my 180 long before the 100 day challenge. Yeah, I watched you tweet about that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I was yeah. sitting there shaking my head at the time, thinking, "What's he doing?" <laughs> yeah. Um, but this year I broke my personal best for in a day. I did 100, 158, I think, is what we Every did. Day, 100, 158 caches. I don't know how day. that's physically possible. I don't oh, know you know, that's nothing. Do. That is nothing. You talk to uh, talk to Jeff and Mark. They did five, five or oh, six hundred no, in a day. Well, they yeah. But they did that uh, in, in, yeah, they did in, in Nevada, 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 didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They they're going again. Yeah, they're going again. But we I did mean, that I can understand, but I don't know where you do that around here. That is shout-outs to Paul Merrigan's route planning, because when we do our trip to PEI, the yeah. Saturday, he has it down perfect. Like, Man, go here, PEI boom, boom, is boom. just painted with the things, too. Well, <laughs> now they have the they have the 1200 from the Confederation Trail. That wasn't even there, but now outside of that, it, it is cash haven. If you haven't cashed in PEI, then yeah, you haven't the cashed. just lit right it up. It's crazy. Full, and yeah. you can. To do 150, like... It would not surprise me that we could best it next year. 158 was pushing. We could easily do over 200 if we were on the trail with our bikes. Oh, easily, easily. Well, over 200. Really? Yeah. It's now, I know. I, I went to one of the breakfasts this fall, and I was talking to Mon Pond, and we asked them, you know, what's the best cache out there? And they said, if you want to get great caches, go to PEI. Yeah. The caches, the caches in PEI are really, really good. The only thing I would say to that is that... and. I, a big part of it has to do with El Nimrod. He's really pushed caching in PEI. He's done great things for that place. 
But it's also pill bottle, pill bottle. Don't bring travel bottles. There's no place to put them. Yeah. 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 A lot of, like, cause I think he's a pharmacist, right? Yeah, so he, he gets is. a lot of pill bottles okay. that he uses as containers. So there's always pill bottles and trees. So you see a lot of that. But it's, there's no, not no, because there are some over there that don't know what they're doing. But there yes. are. Yes. <laughs> we some of those. So, but for the, for the most part, the quality of cash in PEI is awesome. Just, just and the scenery there is just, yeah. you know, really nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we do the we do the Father's Day weekend trip, yeah. which is just a blast. Because like, for it's myself, Ken, uh, Paul, and Stacy, Paul, Mary, oh, yeah, and okay, Ron five six eight. The four of us we go over for the weekend, and that is it's always a blast. We always have a great time on that on that trip. We get, we get off season rates because we're in, still in June. Yeah. So we had really good deals on, on some hotels. And, and stuff. we've done well. Last year was really good, or this year I guess was really yeah. good because we got we got some DNFs. We had pre DNF caches before. And we got them this time. Oh, hey, cool! There was a multi. That multi by that bridge by the rock. That, oh yeah, that was, that was real. That was a real felt really really good to get that one. And then there was one by this cemetery, which was under the deck, and I've never seen a cemetery that is cool as that cemetery. It is just awesome. Like it would be an awesome place to have like a Halloween event. Uh-huh. Oh my god, it's really cool. Um, so anyway, yeah, 2011 as far as uh, casting sounds like uh, you know going going good. I have a couple of things that I noted that happened in 2011. So um, geocoin challenges as far as the local challenges within the city, not geocaching.com challenges, but just. Uh, you know, the Fredericton Geocaching Tour, the Moncton Tourism Cache, the Riverview Sunfest coins, all of that stuff was launched this year, and I think for the most part, they've really taken off. Yeah, it's going to continue again next year with the, at least Town of Riverview, City of Moncton, and Diet now is on board. Yes. So even more challenges to get some coins. So can't you wait to play next year now, because <laughs> I can actually get some coins out of it. <laughs> yeah, so you, you actually, you know, those are really new. We kind of... St. John had done their little non-geocaching coin a couple of years ago, and then Moncton, or yeah, Moncton did theirs first with the MGA, and then that led to after that you did the Sunfest yeah. coin. Well, the ACGA did the we did the Irishtown Park. Yes, yeah, so we did. Yeah. So yeah, that, I suppose that was technically yeah that would have been a kind of like a geocoin challenge because you get the coin at the end. It of was. So you, yeah, you yeah, found, that's true. You found six caches. Yeah. You get the coin. You have to get a passport and all yeah, that. Yeah, same idea. And Funny Park's continuing, of course. Yeah, Funny Park is always ongoing. Yeah. You uh, said there's one on the Caribou Trail this year. That makes me crazy. You said there's one on the Caribou Trail. I never even thought to look. I've been on that Caribou Plains Trail. I've got to be on there. Oh, it's gone now. <laughs> it's been on there five times. No, no they, they've... Uh, they moved them? It's interesting I've noticed what Funny Park is on because they pretty much put one on every trail now over the couple of years they've done their coin yeah. challenge. So they started archiving some yeah. of the older okay, ones. Gotcha. Well, they can put it on the trail again. There's a reason. They only want 20 caches in the park at any time. Maybe it's 15. 15, I think. There's 15 plus the earth cache is 16. But every three years, they're going to remove, because the coins are gone. So every every three years, the the oldest is going to disappear and new ones are coming out. Well, the interesting thing was when I pointed, found this Caribou Plains cache that I showed to my friends, uh, we went online to look at it later, and it had already been archived, but they hadn't removed the container. Okay. Oh, wow. So it was just garbage. Which I thought was really funny for for the park that they hadn't done that. The ACGA owns the listing. The park is responsible for the cash and the maintenance. Okay. So if, if we, the ACGA, because I'm on the executive for ACGA, so I know how this all works. If we get a, uh, uh, a log saying it needs maintenance, something is wrong, we call our contact in the park. They go and fix it. Okay. I'm surprised they haven't been wanting to place the clock yet, to be they, honest. Um, we've They're already coming. approached them. They've already got a deal worked out, but they, they didn't have enough money to fund it this year. So we're still. It was supposed to be this winter. Because it's very actually, it was supposed to be last winter, and they're broke. They don't have no money. Cushbequack isn't as popular, I think, as Fun Day. I don't know. Oh, I. Or they don't know how to spend their money <laughs> because they always. This is the second year they come back and says, "No, we don't have the money." But it's the only national park that I know of around that has a cash in it that's not park approved. But they're, they're certainly that, aware. I don't know if it's a grandfather cash. There's there was three of them there at one time. But there's still one there near, um, I can't remember. There's called. one near the parking lot. There's one at the parking lot by sign. The, the, the yeah. way in, where, by the way, yeah, the bo- yeah. when you put out the boats, yeah. the boats, there's one in that parking lot. There's also another one further in the middle of the park. There was three at one time. I went backpacking there this fall and found one, and I was surprised because yeah. it was definitely a private cache. And wasn't they know it's there, but they're not concerned. It's sort of like Irish Town Park. Yeah. They don't want 
caches in certain areas. So we had a call of caches a couple of years ago, and we went through myself and the uh, manager of the parks department, Heather uh, Fraser now, and, and looked at the map of all the areas that were endangered or pristine areas they don't want caches, okay. and they were all removed. And there's a guideline for it. Cache Tech has the guidelines and knows they have to be so close to the trail in certain areas. And the ones that are there now all conform to what the okay. city of Moncton likes. Yeah. But technically, you can't go just throw one in Irish Town Park. But, I mean, I do know that some of them are still there and, and um, haven't been removed, but they were archived. But anyway, that's aside. Yeah, no, that's an aside. But it, back to the, the, the topic at hand, at least we're seeing mm. the GeoCoin challenges, and we're going to see more uh, in, the, uh, in 2012. And they, keep, they seem to keep evolving and, and getting a little bit... Yeah. Like Fredericton was... A oh, very wow. detailed one. Yeah. You know, now I do the ones for Town Review. There's no way I'm doing anything like that. They're happy with a little six cash. Yeah. Get a code and get the coin. They're not so concerned about the cheating or or anything like that. They just want to, yeah, they get people active. Get yeah. People out doing sure. it. A reason to go out. Yeah. Yes. That's and, it. And, 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 and the woman that I deal with actually is a geocacher herself, and she cool. loves it, and and I help her out, and she's. Yeah, so yeah. They, they like it. It's 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 great. I think it's uh, I think it's fantastic. The event should be published. I'm hoping soon. Oh, cool. cool. Oh, for the yeah, it'll the be one? it'll be just after the ice walk. Oh, okay. or Tuesday. Oh, the, the winter one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. You winter on the ice walk. I will be definitely going on the ice. Walk. I don't know whether. Let's talk. The ice walk is actually on here. Okay, so sorry. Let's, we'll leave we'll leave that for the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some other things that happened in 2011. Geocaching launched their challenges, which was supposed to be the replacement for virtuals. Um, I know we're we're gonna run long tonight. <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay. Year end. Yes, year end. We're allowed to run long. Um, and I think uh, I don't know about you. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think it's kind of tanked. I, do I, not I think, think it's an unabashed failure. I think it is not. There are three in Moncton that came out right away. Well, actually, one's in one Shediac. Shediac, yeah. And I think that one's got the most with like twenty some phones. I actually looked. Oh, did you? I had the app on my phone. I was like, oh, I forgot I had this app. I checked. There's still only three in our yeah, area. Yeah, it, it, it is not. And you here, you got virtual right caches? Yeah, I, I went so through and I read about 22, all of that. 22. And, and it's weird. Again, this gets into another space in the game where I figure people are just going to have the ability to make this big, ugly mess of things. <laughs> right? And because the game is so open and the idea behind it is to let everybody kind of have their own position and play their own game. Getting into the idea of those virtuals or the challenges, as they call them now, it, from my point of view, you can't track that shit. <laughs> no, it, the thing that the thing that happened you with, just can't. <laughs> the thing that happened with challenge, like with virtual caches, they had a certain unique sense about them, and then like I mean, we've had this conversation on here before. You know, the whole virtual yeah. thing it, it it ran rampant. There was no way to control. You know, all of a sudden people were going to having virtual caches as oh, well, now you got to go to McDonald's, you go to Tim Hortons, yeah. and that that they and. It was through review process, so reviewers are like, I, we don't want to deal with that. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I see, and I, like I said, I'm new, I've I, I not had to play a virtual, but just reading about it, it seems like a completely unmanageable thing. Go to so, waymarking.com and you'll see what, Yeah, what you'll see what doing. happened, you'll see what happened when they pulled the plug on virtuals, you go to waymarking. Okay, that's what that that's is. What, that's what that turned into, so... And with challenges, they tried to they tried to create. And I understand what what Groundspeak and Jeremy Irish were trying to do when they came up with this idea. You know, go somewhere and do something. That's supposed to be the focus of challenge. But a lot of stuff that went in there. I I, I think I still actually believe it has potential. I just don't think it's kind of gone in the direction that it probably should have. So I, I just think like I was sitting at home one night looking at the challenges online. And thinking, I wonder what challenges there are far flung from here that maybe I've already done. <laughs> and so one of them was get a picture in front of the Sydney Opera House. And I thought, well, I went there seven years ago, <laughs> before I was ever a member oh, of geocaching.com, and I've got a picture. You know, I'm, I'm a young fella. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I put the picture up. Should that count? See, that's my point. The picture right? should be holding your GPS, something to prove, holding that day's newspaper. Something to prove that, okay, you did it specifically that way. Sure, right? but then you're going to end up with somebody that says, you know, I've always had this issue with being able to do this ever since I was a child, and I can't do that to get that. Then you right, can't you know, get another way to bend that rule from what I've read. I can't climb a pole in Sackville to get that cash. Yeah, but and the a people lot of that people are still going to try to log that fine. And, and, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I logged it as a fine. I said, 
Now, now I want you to go and verify my log before you delete it. Exactly. You tell me I didn't sign that piece of paper up there, pal. I ended up having to get to a note, and I got a picture of me taking at an angle, squeezing my fingers. I, I saw that picture. Yeah, yeah. So I, I changed it, but it was. So I just had a bit of fun with Paul because yeah. I, I know Paul. But the, uh, yeah, I, I think so I think I think challenges have basically tanked. I, I you know maybe we'll see something change with that in 2012. We had this discussion one or two podcasts ago about how to use how to take the concept of these challenges and kind of mash them with geocache well, challenge caches. We talked yeah. about that. As if we could find a way to sort of merge the two, I think that it has potential. But well, I went out and I hid a, a cache. Then I took the coordinates and I made three challenges where you have to go and try to find these coordinates. Okay. And I've never published it. Oh, now really? I just don't think I'm going to because <laughs> the challenges didn't go anywhere. After well, that. they don't appear on the map when no, you're searching they don't. for caches. So it's sort of, you have to go out of your way to even look for them. Yeah. And uh, I think that's really unfortunate. And it doesn't give you a smiley or a count for anything, it doesn't count towards. You know, a they day keep, of find keep, or anything. They keep track of it, but... Yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? I, I see where that evolved from just as much as trackables evolved from everybody throwing stuff in the cans and expecting being able to chase in a log file. Eventually, these people had to come up with a rule for trackables, and, and the implementation that's there now seems quite sensible. Well, it's funny because Nemo didn't know what trackables were, had no idea they existed. Yeah. So he took a, a, a teddy bear named George... Attach a note with an email address that they made, George's Journey at gmail.com, yeah. and says, I'm going to send this out. People email me, let me know where it's going. Okay. He didn't oh, even, okay. The, the trackables existed. He okay. didn't even know about it. Nice. And he made this, and it's a makeshift. And he said he got about three emails from it, and that was it. it <laughs> so, again, like I, I've been looking at this trying to understand the game. So, I see that you've got the ability to count fines on your public profile, and you've got your public trackables. So for the people who have found everything they're going to find in their retirement community and the people who have tracked everything that's going to be trackable, they needed something else. So here they go on the implement challenges to try to cover up for virtual. It's another, another, another concept that, unfortunately, I think the core geocaching audience or group says, this isn't geocaching, I don't want to have anything to do yeah. with it, whereas it's not, I don't, it, it, it's part of the overall umbrella of geocaching, but it's not just about geocaching. I think that's, that's kind of where I think there's a little bit of, of, of give and take from the community versus what Groundspeak wants to do, because I, I know what, I, I, I understand what they are trying to do. They're trying to create innovative and new ways to, to, ch to pardon the term, but challenge people to do different things outside of just hardcore geocaching, but like I said, we could we could spend another twenty minutes. There's talking a virtual about that. cemetery somewhere, and a headstone that says "virtuals," and there's a headstone that says "locationless," and there's two more holes dug, ready to be put something in. Once for oh, well, there's terra caching with the tombstones. Oh. <laughs> now there's going to be a hole for open caching, and a hole for challenges, and eventually they're going to cover those holes and put tombstones up for those two as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. they're going they're going to die. But there's going to be something that comes along and replaces the idea of the challenge. I I like when I first created my account. The first challenge I did was show us a picture if you want to hike. Okay, we get back to the, you can't track it, you can't prove it's me, all of that. Yet another avenue for cheating, but we'll go back to my discussion. I watched cheating happen, I don't care. <laughs> so I do have one challenge under my belt, it was take a hike. And yeah, I had the to do show I a picture of me on a hike. Yeah. But, it's, it's I just stood in my backyard taking that picture. <laughs> exactly, like there's no way to verify that's actually real, but does it matter, and why am I counting this? Well, I'm counting What was the first one? Things. Kiss a Frog was one of the yeah. very first challenges. Kiss a Frog. It was like within an hour or less of it being released. So we one picture of you kissing a frog because of Signal the Frog, right? Signal the Frog. Thousands oh, okay. and thousands okay. of people found that, and they had... Nothing to do. You didn't have to go to where and do anything. That's not a geocaching challenge. Well, yes, exactly. Right? It's a shame because there were some, there, and there are, some, and there are some great virtuals. Oh, that, the virtuals that exist. I mean, not, I'm looking at my list of found virtuals, and I, I, I remember every one of them. Oh, the, because the, they brought me to memorable places. I just did. I did two virtuals in Tampa uh, two weeks ago. No, I did more than that, and one was at on this I'm waterfront sure. with a yeah. beautiful view I'm of the university. Money. Was some kind of building that had like spires on it. Oh, yeah. The sun was setting behind it, and I mean, all you had to do was just go there. You didn't have to find a container. They just bring you there, and it, most times the virtual would get you to verify you were there with a picture or something. But they just wanted to take you there. So, and I'm like, they're all all the virtuals that exist are the, for lack of a better word, the good ones, the ones that really don't suck. Most virtuals are really really nice. And I and I'd like to see more of those. Yes, exactly. Properly vetted, they would be great. 
Because they, yeah. still, they still need your GPS. They still bring you to a location. Yeah. You can't actually log your find, quote-unquote, yeah. without actually having been there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Other things that happened in 2011, uh, there were two contests that were out. The first Come Out and Play contest, which we are currently in the middle of now, as well as the seafood excursion that went on. Did anybody hear anything more about that? I never, I never put in a claim. I, found, I never did. I, I, I found enough. We, yeah, we did a whole bunch of It was a great contest, yeah. but... Um, I don't know if anybody ever won anything. Or anything. I know that they... I thought I read somewhere someone got some coupons or something for seafood somewhere. I don't know much about yeah. that. But that was sponsored by uh, sponsored by the province of New Brunswick. Okay. I mean, they were... They, were they developed a website for it. Yeah, excursionv.ca. Dannyland and Tiger Tracker. Yeah, they put out 40 caches. They put a lot of Fish markets or at wharves and stuff. It was really, cool. really interesting. It was, it was well done. Entirely. Very, yeah, very, so. support, very well supported by very, the government. Yeah, very, very nice to see. So that, that kind of opens the door to other provincial-based content. I, I did notice that the province certainly does have a vested interest in geocaching just it, by looking at the Google Index. Yeah, wow. it's, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of that's insurmountable, I think. <laughs> the tourism is really hard to get on track because they don't see dollars with it. Yeah, yeah but, but at least it's listed but, on the website prominently. Yes. But the the recreation departments from towns and parks, oh, yeah, they yeah. love it because it gets people in their parks. Yeah, yeah. and sure. trails like it. So sure. Yeah. Tourism sometimes it's a, it's a hard sell because they have to fork out money and don't know what they're getting in return. Sure. Like the Moncton yeah. Coin was sponsored by the tourism department, and which is controlled by hotels. Okay. You can yeah. tell by where you have to go to get the clues. Yeah. Hotels. So, you know, and hey, that's what they wanted. They paid for it. Yeah. It's it's you know you learn from it. Yeah. Uh, another thing that came out this year, the set of ACGA coins. Yeah, this went out. Fifth so anniversary, beautiful coins. Beautiful set of four coins. I have them upstairs. You want to see them? There's like four, like quarter circles, and they all fit together. Oh, for right. the four provinces. Yeah, right? for the four provinces, Atlanta, Canada. Very, very well done. Very nice to see. Coins uh, always look better in hand than they do in any picture you ever see. Yeah, it's true. Never do it true. Um, another big thing. This was huge in the world of geocaching was the fact that Geo, uh, GSAC 8 was released, which contained the API access. So now you can grab your pocket queries and access the geocaching database directly from GSAC. You never, ever, <laughs> you never ever have to go download the zip file and pull it into... That is now gone. Uh, I don't even get them emailed to me unless I want it on my phone. Yeah, it, I I love it. I think it's fantastic. I take the notification. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I feel really left out as a Mac user. I have to say, <laughs> parallels. Yeah, no. Seriously, parallels. It'll run it just fine. Yeah, but that would have involved having Windows on my Mac, and that's not going to happen. I understand your position. <laughs> It's like me putting iTunes on my PC. I don't want it there. I also understand your position. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- that's a that's a big thing. Uh, Tiger Tracker is doing a big GSAC 8 event on the 7th or 8th of January, whenever it is, because I have that listed. I don't have the date listed, but uh, that's part of Geocaching 201. That's gonna I believe it's the 7th. 7th? Yeah. I booked the hall for it. Yeah, it's in Moncton, so he's going to be doing GSAC 8. I'm so gonna talk, Yeah, I'm going to be talking about <laughs> pocket where? queries. That's right, you're doing Actually, a little part. I'm doing a little piece, and he's doing GSAC, so mm-hmm. that'll be that'll be good. So anybody that wants to know more about uh, GSAC itself, some of the features, especially the new API stuff, uh, you want to come out to that event. So that was kind of that's kind of a big a big thing. That was a big nice to see since that software is so popular. I'm so happy with just creating a GSAC file and exporting it to my my phone. I don't my GPS. <laughs> I don't manipulate. I do macros. I yeah. play with it. I might do a, a little bit of filtering. Filtering is the big thing I do. Yeah, yeah. I might do a little bit of filtering, but uh, for the most part, I don't use it to its potential. But I don't need to. I'm not that type of person. See, I, I don't. I've never used it for anything overly complex. The biggest thing that I've used it for is filtering. Yeah. Like just the other day for the uh, the shot in the dark cache. That one I used the polygon filter tool, which I had never, I didn't even know existed. I knew you could do load a KML yeah. file to do caches along a route, but I didn't know that you could do a polygon. So I went into that. that you arc. create the polygon on Google Earth. Yeah, right? like yeah. well, no, you don't even have to do it there. You, when you go into the the polygon filter, yeah. there's like, oh, you can draw it on a map. Click here. So you click on the link, and it brings yeah. up a web page, and it has a Google map, and you just click the points on the map 
hit generate and it spits out all the coordinates because I needed to know the name of the, the old cache that used to be on the Canon in Victoria Park and I couldn't remember the name of it. I knew it was an archive cache, but yeah, I remember so you saying that's how you found it. So that's how I ended up getting the listing. And I, I, I love that. I, that's just this tiny little feature. I mean, the product does so, so much. That well, now I, I put a post on CacheUp about GDAP. Yeah, you were saying. And it's an Android app. And it's like a sister app, the Juke, the GSAC. I go there and I take whatever I want. Say I have every cache in New Brunswick at a file, my database, and New Brunswick database. Then I can tell GSAC, because it now has access to the API, update. And it'll go and it'll update my database. It'll remove anything that's oh, archived. Okay. It'll update anything that's changed and add new. Uh -oh. Then I just take that database, I drag it from that folder, plug in my phone, drag it to my phone folder, and boom, I now have it automatically in there. So slick. I so, think, I think I've cached with the GDAC and it works great. I think the main thing that uh, you know Matt and Ken are mentioning here is that I'm turning green then. <laughs> so if anybody from GSAC is listening, a Mac version would be much appreciated and I'd be quite happy to give you my money. <laughs> I think... Uh, well, I just want to make software for what? Is it 5% of the world uses <laughs> Macs now? Is it, or is it higher now? I don't know. iPhones... Yes, they're big. The Macs are a lot smaller than the iPhone or the iPad. <laughs> Nothing against the gentleman who wrote GSAC. Nothing. Whoever it is. Um, that particular architecture that he writes to is older than Windows XP. He's writing to a really old set of Windows libraries. The chance of it being ported? No way. He'll never be able to. There's a guy in Linux land, however, that's currently building a clone. And, as you may or may not know, in Mac land, you can run most Linux applications. <laughs> There, I can't remember the name of it. I was reading about it. He's got it so that it'll allow you to do everything right from the command line and batch processes and everything, just like Linux is supposed to. I'm very interested in that. So hmm. our, our geek radar is going off. Here. Sorry, yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Mac users don't like being told of their shortcomings. <laughs> but you know, uh, <laughs> this is awesome because I've got the Windows machines at home. I've got the Mac machines at home. I got the Linux machines. At home. I have an iPod, and hey, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, iPod, uh, iPad, Brad. I was gonna say uh, Coop Squared. I don't know what he uses. I know he has a Mac. He has a Mac. But I don't know if he, he. I think he might run GSAC under something like Parallels or or a VM. It'll run under Wine, and there's a Wine port for Mac OS X now. Oh, is there? Yeah, there has been since. You should try that. Or the way so bad. 